Good morning, y'all. Say, I'm going to do something different and not ask you to stand. But the church of Jesus, we, we don't operate on the basis of we make up plans and then we ask God to bless them. That's not how we operate. We, we live underneath the mandate of the Son of God. And we do what He says, and we, our heart's desire is always to give Him what He wants. Not to seek something we want and to ask Him to give it to us. It's okay when we have needs. I'm not saying that that's wrong per se. But as a, as a body, as a church, we live under the mandate of Jesus. And our authority comes from being rightly aligned to what He has said and what He wants. So we're having... We're emphasizing divine healing this morning. We're not making this up. This is a mandate from Jesus. And I want to show you that in Scripture just to lay a foundation. James chapter 5, verses 13 through 18, we're going to read. Many of you are familiar with it, but I want you to just look at this. This is Jesus' vision. I believe with all of my heart and soul. I'm stirred so deeply about this. Jesus' vision for this body and for every body of His is that there be a community, not just where there's a couple of gifted people that can lay hands and pray and they're the mighty anointed man of God. I believe that those days are passing. I pray it happens quick, more quickly. But he, His desire is to have a community, a house, a people that house His healing presence as a body. Every one of us is part of that, and we all put in our supply towards that end and towards that goal. That, to me, is so clear in the mandate. There's one single mandate in the New Testament letters to the churches about divine healing. We're just about to read it. This is what Jesus said. This is His mandate. We can glean things from his healing ministry and from the apostles and what they did. But as far as a commandment of Jesus and a mandate for divine healing in his body, this is it in the New Testament. It's James chapter 5. So please listen carefully. We live under the mandate of the lordship of Jesus Christ. This is what he wants. It's so good to know that. Lord, this is what you want. We're not trying to convince you of something or twist your arm. This is what you have Declared that you want. So let me read verses 13 through 18, and I just want to make some observations here. James 5, 13. Is anyone, say that, is anyone, okay, who does that exclude? Nobody, okay. Is anyone suffering? Then he must pray. That's good advice. Try not to get off on these tangents. <laughs> Let me just say, when we're going through a hard time, your win is always to default to Jesus and not to human flesh. When you're going through a hard time, don't pick up your phone and call five people and go, you know, and try to get comfort from them. Jesus wants us to default to him first. That's the point of this verse. Instead of to human flesh. It happens all the time. This is our norm a lot of times. We default to human flesh first. Jesus wants us to default to him because he wants to meet us and he wants to be the one that takes care of us when we're suffering. Is anyone, say is anyone. 
Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. That's what we were doing this morning. Verse 14. Is anyone, say it again, is anyone, come on, say it again, is anyone sick? Who does that exclude? Is anyone among you sick? Then he must, this is actually a commandment, he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will. Say, the Lord will. Raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Verse 16, therefore confess your sins to one another so there can be hindrances to healing. We need to get those out of the way. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. You notice how he shifted from verses 14 and 15 for let the elders do the praying, and now he's shifting towards pray for one another. There's a community aspect to healing that we have minimized, in my view, over the last number of years. We're just looking for the, quote, healing evangelist or the healing minister or somebody that has gifts of healing to do the job. And that's beautiful and powerful, but that's only giving us a fraction of what the Lord wants us to have. He wants us, the weakest and the newest convert among us, to be part of a community where the healing power of God flows to our brother and sister. That's what he's saying here. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly. What does that mean, he had a nature like ours? What's he emphasizing here? Oh, yes, brother, we're almighty prophets of God, then we're going to call them down fire. Is that the point he's going to make here? No, the point is that Elijah was flawed. How many are flawed? Okay. Elijah was flawed. He crumbled and melted down when Jezebel threatened him, went and hide in a cave. He's going in there eating worms and giving up his calling and saying, God, just kill me. I'm over. How many have ever done that? Or something like that. Here's the point. Elijah was flawed. He was anointed. He was called, but he was flawed. So he's saying he had a nature like ours. So don't think that because you're not perfect, which isn't an option, that you can't pray and be part of this community. You can. As flawed and as weak as you are, if the name of Jesus is called over your life and he lives inside of you by his spirit, then you are part of this community mandate that he's calling us to. You are someone who can pray and your brothers and sisters will be healed. It's not just the anointed man of God. The amazing anointed. No, it's those who have the flawed nature like Elijah who failed and melted down in the midst of trouble. So, he earnestly prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. That's pretty powerful. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. The effective prayer of somebody who's walking with Jesus 
is powerful. That's you, flawed one. That's me, flawed one. The prayer that we pray before the Lord in community, we are all part of the answer. And I believe with all of my heart and soul, Jesus is trying to wean us as the body of Christ from looking at who are we going to bring in to do this thing. Where's the anointed man of God that's going to come in and lay hands and people are going to be healed? No, that's, that's great. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's definitely not the fullness of what Jesus wants. He wants there to be a community. His heart is that there's a community where every person, even though they feel flawed and they feel weak, they call upon the name of the Lord. They can pray for their brother and sister and healing power flows, not because they're anointed and amazing, but because he's the son of God and he mandated it. Y'all get me wound up. And it doesn't take much. All right, let me, let me give you these five, these five points, okay? I just want you to think about these things, and then we're, we're going to go into praying. Number one, the Lord Jesus has ordained that divine healing and wholeness be the normal, expected atmosphere in his community of believers, do you believe that this passage of Scripture said that? It's supposed to be normal and expected. Is anyone among you sick? Anyone? Let him call for the elders of the church. They'll pray for him. Anoint him with oil. And the Lord, what? The Lord will raise him up. The Lord will restore the sick one. That's emphatic language. This is normal. Number two, the under-shepherds, which is what elders are, Brandon and Dave and I, we don't have our own mandate. We're serving underneath the chief shepherd because you're his flock. And we're supposed to take our authority that he's given us to shepherd and to oversee, to use it to bless you. That's our heart. The under-shepherds, elders, use their authority under Jesus to pray for God's wholeness. He says, um, the word heal here, the prayer of faith will heal the sick, is actually the word save. It's a very broad term. It's like the Old Testament word shalom, if you're familiar. The New Testament word for save means wholeness across a large spectrum. The prayer of faith will save the sick. So there's wholeness that's supposed to come over the flock, and Jesus heals them. Number three, simple faith. Listen, this, this is so important. We get all caught up with this, and we, we go into this mode of we're examining every little thing of, do I actually believe? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yes, I do. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. And we get all in this swirl about whether we believe. Listen, faith is simple. It's trusting that what Jesus said, he's going to do it. Our trust is not in us working up a feeling or working up some kind of thinking we have to some kind of confidence. We're just saying, Lord, we take you at your word and we're going to obey what you said. That is at the essence of what faith is. Simple faith in the Lord's heart for his people. And his command will heal the sick. Okay. Am I making these points up? Is that what the text said? You have to ask yourself that because if Jesus said this, then it has eternal weight. Right? 
Come on, guys. Number four, sin hindrances must be confessed and forgiven so that healing can flow freely in the community. Wherever there's blockage, there's unconfessed sin, there's disobedience, those things need to be made right, be washed with the blood of Jesus, and open the floodgates up again. Sometimes that is the hindrance, not always. Notice that he says, if he has committed sins, right? What is if? It's a condition. It might, it might be and it might not be. Sometimes there is sin that blocks healing, but it's not always. So if he's committed sins, then he'll be forgiven, right? So we'll take that hindrance out of the way, and then what? Then the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Number five, it is the normal flawed believers, not just the amazing anointed, whose prayers sustain the healing community atmosphere. You're called, if you didn't know it this morning, you're called into the healing ministry. Every one of you who names the name of Jesus. You're called into the healing ministry. He's calling you as his follower, as a believer in him, to be part of praying for your brothers and sisters and being a conduit for the power of God to flow. I believe that Jesus' heart is super excited to take the weakest and the most flawed among his people and demonstrate his power through them. Because we have had the American Idol in the church for too long. This is not about the awesomely talented and gifted that are up there and we're going to go stand there and awe at their gift. Praise God for the gifts that he gives. But look, that's not what this is about. This is not about putting people on a showcase. This is about putting Jesus on the stage alone. And this is his heart for his people. He loves his people. Y'all, listen. As shepherds under the Lord Jesus, we love you guys deeply, and we want wholeness to sweep through this body like a wave. And we're going to obey what Jesus said and trust what he said, and we want you to be part of it. All of this is an invitation to be part of what Jesus has called his body to be. This is a mandate from the Lord. And so I want for Dave and Brandon to come up here. And before we start praying for y'all, and y'all are going to be part of this, we're going to bless you. We're going to break bondages off of you with the authority that we have as shepherds. We're going to pray for you, for your wholeness, for your freedom, for your release from everything that hinders you. And especially today, we're going to start out with physical healing, and we'll see where it goes from there. We want you to be blessed. Let me just read Numbers chapter 6, and we're going to pray over you and make a few declarations over you. Y'all all right with that? Are you in the receiving mode? Can you receive the blessing of the Lord? Here's what Jesus, here's what the Lord commanded Moses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel, and you shall say to them, 
So this is the priesthood. These are the ones who are standing as the mediators between God and the people. And the Lord says, look, this is what I want you to do. This is my heart for my people. As flawed as they are, I want you to speak my name over them and to bless them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. What does that mean, that his face shines upon you? It means you have his attention. He sees you. It means his favor is upon you. He's looking for ways to bless your life. His face shining on you. You see that at a wedding, right? People, the bride and the groom at the altar, their faces shining on each other. The Lord's face is shining on you in his son. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. He's smiling. You're underneath the smile of the Father in Christ Jesus. And give you peace. Shalom. And so the priest shall... Invoke my name on the sons of Israel. I shall put my name upon them. And then, listen, and then I will bless them. That's the Lord's heart. So just before we start praying for healing, we want to bless you all as a pe- the people of God in this congregation. If you feel like this is part of, this is where you're called in this body, Dave and Brandon and I, we bless you in the name of the Lord. So let's pray. Let's bless them. Yeah, can you guys stand? Stand up. If you want to, just open your cup to the Lord with your hands like that if you want to. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless your people with peace, with your favor, with your presence, with your power, with your nearness. Lord, would you come in like a mighty rushing river into their lives, into this community. We break off every oppression of the enemy in Jesus' name. We break off every sickness in Jesus' name. We break off all of those things, Lord, that the enemy might send. That your favor would be the air that they breathe, that they would be released from their bondages, that anything that has been a persistent weight upon them in their walk with you, let those things be broken off of them in the name of Jesus. We proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus over each man, woman, and children in this body. Be free, be blessed, be favored by the Lord in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. I declare and I proclaim every spiritual blessing 
in the heavenly places that are with Christ, that he holds within his hands, be released to you now in Jesus' name. God, we place a demand upon your word. Your word says that you have blessed us with spiritual blessings, Holy Spirit blessings. God, I pray over your people. I declare over your people in your mighty name that you would release grace and gifts and light over your people in the name of Jesus. I pray every demonic attack cease. And I pray heaven would release spiritual blessings, Holy Spirit blessings, your presence, oh God. Be released over your people. I declare your people blessed because you have blessed them, Lord. God, I call upon your word that your word would be over your people. Thank you for blessing your people. And I pray your people would step into this by faith. Father, as leadership here in this body, that you have given us the task to watch over and to care for the greatest way in which we can do that is that your presence would be here. That your presence would touch your people. That your presence would reside in each one of us. And Father, as I prayed earlier this week during the fast, I found myself asking that there would be no shadows of darkness here at Hot FM. While I didn't understand the fullness of it and still don't, you prompted Allison to sing that song today. And God, I'm asking that your glory would shine in this community. I'm asking that the glory out of you that comes from you would be so bright that every shadow of darkness would be removed, that there would be no place for a shadow, not in us, not as a group, not, not, not anywhere, that your glory would radiate among us. God, that we would be a people, a clean people, a pure people that are hungering and searching after you where we want you in every area of our life. We're not going to keep a door in our house closed and not allow you to come in. We will not. We invite you in. All doors are open. You're at liberty to move from one room to the next room, all the way around our property line. We ask you to reign over our borders. We ask you to rule 
God, I know that there's no devil in hell that has any power compared to you. I know it. Even combined all the demons, they don't even compare. You possess all power and you possess all authority over every single one of them. And we are your people, your children. You are our Father. And so I proclaim the Father's blessing over this house, over every individual, from the oldest one in the room to the youngest. I proclaim the Father's blessing, which isn't limited to one area or another. No, it encompasses all of our lives. May we dwell in your presence. May we live in your presence. God, I pray, even this morning, that you would heal your people by your power. I'm just asking, This isn't difficult to do. This is not difficult. But I pray that you would touch your people, not only to remove symptoms, but to make whole, to restore back, to give your people back what was taken. God, I pray that we would live in your abundance Not that it would satisfy our flesh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let us live in your abundance so that your kingdom can advance by our distribution of our abundance. Not only financially. Forgive us where our minds want to race to money. There's so much more of your abundance available to us and I'm asking you to dispense it on us your people today I'm asking I'm believing I don't doubt I'm not wavering may we be a people of faith who trust in our father period regardless we believe God we be a people of faith who truly recognize and understand that truly nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Not even for me. Forgive us where we prayed for other people but refused to pray for ourselves. Change our thinking, not only in our minds, but in our spirits. That we would recognize and realize who you really, really are and your abundance that is towards us as your children. You're towards us. You're not against us. You're towards us. And we're blessed because we're your children. 
because we live in the house of the Father, we're blessed. In Jesus' name I pray.